The freight industry has a massive problem of inefficiency. It's called empty miles. 35% of trucks on the road today are driving empty and our environment is paying the price with millions of CO2 metric tons of emissions wasted every year. Be part of the solution with Convoy. Visit convoy.com sustainability. There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hi, and welcome back to Net Zero Carbon, the show at Freight Waves, where we discuss all things related to insights and inspiration and sustainability in the transportation and freight space. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Ashley Yens, the Senior Director at Sleep Number. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Glad to be here. We're happy to have you. As I mentioned in our pre-call, you do have the esteemed honor of being the first shipper on this show. So congratulations. Yeah, I'm excited. I just uh, I just changed career paths into the sh- into being a shipper, part of a product company. So I'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about that perspective. Definitely. Maybe that's a good place to start. Do you mind giving the listeners a brief background on how you ended up at Sleep Number, kind of your journey there? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've probably worked in the transportation or logistics space for uh, probably too long to count now. I started my career um, actually in Toyota's um, North uh, North America parts operations. So I worked in their um, service parts supply chain, um, really started actually just picking parts in a warehouse and um, found a curiosity for supply chain and transportation from there, uh, which took me into some different spaces. Um, ended up working um, as a logistics analyst for Hilti North America after that. Um, from there, um, really started to get curious. I, I, I have a lean background, obviously, starting in TPS, um, really about how to apply lean principles, specifically to the transportation space. And, um, you know, I, I find a connection between lean and kind of the sustainability and, and reduction of our impact on the climate. Um, I think they're highly connected. Um, and that led me to a role um, at Lean Core Supply Chain Group. Um, and that's where I was for about 10 years, um, essentially um, managing outsourced logistics and doing a lot of um, uh, freight optimization, uh, which really um, started to pivot into how do we also improve our carbon footprint for our customers. Um, eventually ended up selling to um, a strategic partner, um, Transplace, uh, through COVID. And um, I felt like it was time for me to align my career with a little bit more of my passions. Um, and that led me to Sleep Number. Sleep Number um, is an amazing organization. They are Their mission is really to improve uh, the lives of their customers by individually, individualizing their sleep experience. Um, and through that, right, we're, we're really passionate about um, making people's lives better. And we know how important it is to really focus on um, our impact on the world. Um, and that's and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is kind of how, do, how are we focusing on that and how that ties to our mission of really improving lives. Wonderful. That's a great background story. And I'm, I'm pleased to hear that you had the space during COVID. Not many people did <laughs> to be able to make an intentional decision for your career. So that, that's great that that works out. And even just looking, you know, I'm a LinkedIn stalker. So looking through your profile a little bit, there's a lot of great outcomes and results from a lot of your previous consultancy projects at LeanCore. 
my favorite one I read was saving a quarter million gallons of gas annually for one of your customers. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, uh, and, and great news is that doing the right thing for someone's business is generally the right thing for the climate. Um, so what we were, what we were preaching or selling and doing was really about optimizing, um, flow of inventory and doing that in a smarter way in our transportation space, um, which meant taking trucks off the road that were, you know, essentially passing each other, you know, empty, um, doing things a bit more creatively, but also not stopping inventory flow, right? Not necessarily loading our facilities with inventory, but being able to be a little bit smarter. And that leads to things like um, reducing our fuel, um, reducing our carbon emissions, and also being smarter about the modes we choose um, and when we choose them, which also has a huge impact on our carbon emissions. Definitely. And things have changed so much you know, over the last decade. The opportunity we have as companies to utilize data to make some of these more informed decisions is radically different than we were you know, when you and I were probably first just coming out of, out of school. How does sleep number, I know data is everything to everybody, but how does sleep number specifically use data? Maybe a little bit about improving my sleep, but also you know, within the, within the supply chain, where do you guys use data to leverage sustainable outcomes? Yeah, so we... Uh, like you mentioned, right? So um, digital is a big focus for us. A big focus of innovation comes from our, our digital space. And, and generally it's pushed by this, this um, need to innovate for on behalf of our customer to individualize their sleep. Well, what we've been able to do is really pivot that innovation into the supply chain. Um, you know, one area to start when we're thinking about our impact um, on, on the world, on our climate, is we have to be able to see that impact. So it's really about transparency and using the data to see where our biggest challenges are. So a lot of our work, as we've kind of embarked, we became um, you know a signatory of the United States Global Impact or United Nations Global Impact Compact, I should say, um, and. Um, that has kind of triggered this need to be able to see what our emissions are, right? A lot of us don't even know uh, what it is. And where we start in the transportation space is generally, you know, in your TMS. Um, we've made some advances in our TMS to see more of our miles, um, know what mode and what miles and how many pounds uh, we're shipping, which directly translates to our emissions factors. Um, and we're also doing that in our last mile space. Um, as you know, we have... Um, we, we carry big bulk, bulky items. So that transition, that obviously means we have um, delivery trucks on the road and, and companies tend to start in that space. Um, you know, it's a, it's a space that they go, oh, okay, we can do something here. Let's get some electric vehicles. So we've started to go down the path to look at electric vehicles and fuel consumption on the last mile phase. Um, but what I keep encouraging our organization to do is look at your emissions as a system. Um, if we optimize our last mile, fuel, we probably are going to maybe sub-optimize the modes in which we get it to our last mile markets. Um, so we're looking at how do we how do we balance both of those for the greater good from an emissions perspective? That is such a good word because so few people view many of these solutions as part of an overall system. And it truly is, systems thinking truly is needed to bring the right solution to market in this space. So that makes me happy to hear that. How have you been... Um, I know maybe tell our listeners a little bit about how sleep number works. Cause I, I listened to you speak at an event not that long ago and I was amazed at the corporate culture and the collaborative nature of 
ideating to executing, you know, the the way you guys feel very compressed from a hierarchical standard as an organization. Tell me a little bit about how, you know, sustainable initiatives kind of flow through that sort of a culture. How do you embed embed that thinking in a culture like that? Yeah, that's great. I, I think it, it really starts with our mission, which is really to improve lives. I, I think without that mission, um, people wouldn't be able to easily understand the correlation between doing the right thing for for our planet and for the people that we're trying to serve ultimately. Um, and what what our structure allows us to do is we we are able, we, we use this phrase where we use um, this horizontal thinking approach. Um, we don't have um, one team necessarily focused on environmental impact, but we have a horizontal team that is inf- influencing kind of that systems thinking um, of where to start where to encourage our team members to look for opportunities from an emissions perspective. Um, and obviously, you know, it's not just on the team members. We, we really have taken it on ourselves as a corporation to say we are responsible um, for how we impact our environment. And um, we're going we're going to be ahead of this. We're going to publish results in this area just as we would publish financial results to our shareholders. We think this is a really important part of our business. So we have this cool environmental impact team that works cross-functionally. And again, like I kind of started our conversation, nothing that they're um, proposing to do is is the wrong thing for our business or our shareholders, even outside of the environmental impact, right? From like a, a pure financial sense, we are... Um, by reducing our carbon emissions, we are doing the right thing financially for the organization. And I'll give you an example. One, one area that, um, that has been worked on kind of horizontally is, as you know, globally, we have a really hard time with semiconductors and chips. And we sell, we sell a smart bed. So that's a bed that's thinking for you. It's actually modifying itself um, to make you sleep better, get, get you better sleep so you can be a healthier person and do better things for the world. And um, that's not just foam and material, right? That is a, that is a component that's hard to get. And what, what this um, team has been able to kind of do that's the right thing for the business and the environment is we are starting to really work on our circular supply chain. And what I mean by that is as we get components back, we don't want to waste any of those components because not only is it the wrong thing to do from an environmental standpoint, but it's also um, absolutely important um, to fulfill orders and to get people into really good night's sleep. So we're actually looking at our circular supply chain as part of this whole idea of reducing our emissions, which also, you know, from a transportation perspective, comes with new challenges. How are we also looking to optimize the reverse logistics, not just the the logistics forward? Right. And that's why you keep iterating within that system, because you're going to continue to tweak here and it's going to have an impact somewhere else in the system. That makes a lot of sense. Um, That made me think of a question around, you know, rebranding with your background in lean. Do you feel that sustainability is sort of just a rebranding of lean principles? Because at the end of the day, we're eliminating waste as a way to improve outcomes, reduce fuel, reduce time, reduce, um, once you internalize the externality of emissions and you incorporate that through a lean lens, then it, it changes the way you start measuring and managing the system. So do you feel that that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I think, um, maybe, you know, there's some, um, really traditional lean people out there that might think, uh, differently 
Um, but I certainly think talking about lean in this context is going to win over a lot more hearts and minds. I, um, in the lean community for a long time, we got a really bad rap for, um, you know, cutting heads, um, actually being anti what lean is for, which is really about, you know, having a, a culture of respect for people. And I think if we can frame it around, this is actually the right thing to do for our people and our environment, um, kind of aligned again to those um, United Nations um, uh, global goals. Um, I think it. I think we might win some more people over. I, I can see some of the concepts maybe not completely um, going hand in hand. Like there's one, um, I've been paying attention a little bit to uh, Biden's kind of proposal, right? He's, he's getting his, he's getting, he's lucky enough to get involved in supply chains right now because it's impacting our economy. And one of the things that he mentions, he uses the language stockpile inventory. And I know there's a lot of people, um, and he mentioned it again, the reason I bring it up is he mentioned it again today in the, in the summit. Um, I think our lean community would, would have a hard time with that. I think where we can wrap our minds around and I think what's the right thing for the environment is kind of this flexibility and agility that he keeps talking about. Um, being able to really, we are in a lot of ways, um, we can be really hard on the environment by sucking, you know, a lot of um, supply or minerals out of one location in our in you know, on our planet. And we have to be a little bit more consistent on how and where we get those materials and be really thoughtful about how we use them. Um, and I think that that aligns well with um, a lot of the principles and continuous improvement. With 35% of trucks on the road driving empty, 87 million metric tons of carbon emissions are produced annually. Leveraging machine learning and automation, Convoy is efficiently connecting shippers with carriers while reducing carbon emissions. Learn how Convoy's technology can help your business run efficiently and build toward a no empty miles future at convoy.com slash sustainability. That's a good word. And I think that's well said about how sleep number is approaching it because it is not just about car carving out emissions from one part of the system and overlooking the outcome on the other. It is truly interconnected. And as a, you know, long-term lean professional and supply chain professional, Optimal solutions rarely improve every siloed department's metrics and outcomes. So it's good to have that global lens, as you would call it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have to. Well, being the show's net zero carbon, though, we do focus a lot on emissions measurement. Transportation plays a big role, an outsized role even, in global, global warming and climate change. So what is Sleep Numbers Emissions Strategy and how is it playing out? You know, Do you all have goals and targets set? Um, so we we haven't, I guess, publicly published a lot of goals. Part of that is um, we are really focused on measuring. Measuring um, for for freight, it's I think pretty straightforward. It's a calculation. Most of us have the data if we have a TMS. Um, but to really understand where our largest um, emissions are, we wanted to get a really nice measurement. Um, so we are working with an outsourced um, uh, company to help us with that to really get a holistic view of what those emissions are. From there, we'll start setting targets. We are setting some shorter term targets, like we are targeting 100% landfill avoidance. Uh, we are looking at making our, our, at least our, you know, delivery truck fleet um, electric. So we are doing, we're, we're, we are moving forward without maybe formal targets. I will say though that we, um, similar to a lot of public companies, will have a commitment to be carbon neutral. 
um, at some point. Uh, we just haven't publicly come out with that statement. And I think what I what I really appreciate about Sleep Number is we are we are we are actually making efforts in this area without just coming out and kind of putting this blanket statement out that we're going to be carbon neutral. We're actually going to have a really great roadmap to get there. Um, and that's very exciting. I think, um, I think we're doing it right. I think, again, my continuous improvement background would just tell us, like, let's start by measuring and seeing, then we'll set the targets and then we'll solve the problem between the plan and the actual um, and go after where our biggest opportunities are. Yeah, that's a great approach. I like the continuous improvement ideology towards this. Few, yeah. few yeah. enough people are doing that. I, mean, I would applaud sleep number on efforts so far. Yeah. Where, you know, speaking to other shippers, since you're the first on the show, um, we know this is a collaborative need, right? As we look at the global scale of the problem, it is going to take a large degree of collaboration, both among providers, logistic service providers, and the shipping community. Have you seen opportunities arise where you guys can partner with other either competitors or non-same industry shippers to optimize freight? You know, how are you guys approaching that? Yes, um, a little bit. So we're just getting into this space. I would say we have a couple of opportunities in this area. One of these the spaces is really in that last mile space. Um, like many other um, last mile providers, we have to go to some really rural air areas. And we don't necessarily want to go there every day based on mileage and consumption and all of that. Um, but we also want to make sure we can give someone uh, a really good night's sleep. So there are some opportunities that we're potentially looking at where we can use a partner or provider that will commingle our freight into that delivery. Um, the second area of opportunity in our optimization is um, we're still, we are a growing supply chain. Uh, we have quite a bit of freight spend under our belt, but it continues to grow. Um, with um, kind of our national presence and where we need to go from um, into markets, we've been heavily utilizing LTL up to this point. As you can imagine with big and bulky, and we've also made some adjustments in how we actually assemble our mattresses or our smart beds um, and how we distribute those smart beds. It's, um, it's not a great mode of transportation for us anymore, um, just based on the way that they move through terminals. So we're starting to explore opportunities where we cannot make a milk run or we can't use a, a truckload and really optimize the freight into a market, potentially looking at providers that can help us pair that freight with, um, with other um, goods that also gets to bypass that terminal. Um, again, helping the environment, but also helping us deliver um, a first-time complete and great quality um, smart bed to our customer at the same time. So we we have to be, um, we're being really um, intentional about making sure that we're distributing our product in the right way for our customer, but at the same time, not wasting any resources or fuel at the same time. Definitely. And once again, another area where improved data and visibility can really make all the impact because it gives you the option to take advantage of what you didn't see was there before. That's exactly right. And we're, we're getting smarter. We're getting more mature in that space. Um, luckily, my team gets to be the team that's starting to um, really do the modeling around this um, and getting um, just essentially making a plan for every um, every time our volume shifts in our business. And our business, um, being in smart beds, we are very um, major sales event driven which means we have peaks in our demand. 
um, which can be harder, but it also means we can flex, we can flex our resources and be more creative with our resources to again, not waste. Um, and my team gets to be the team that kind of gets to be out in front in some of that thinking, which is really exciting. Definitely. So. That's exciting. How would you, how would you speak to other shippers that are just starting this journey? If somebody's curious about, maybe they've had a CSR, but they're really unsure where to go to start impacting and measuring, you know, what's the first steps? Yeah, the, the, the first step. So I, I went down this journey um, at LeanCore. I had a bit of epiphany um, after my first child was born about really wanting to make an impact on the world. And I took stock in the fact that we moved a lot of freight and had a lot. We technically were a big input to a big chunk of carbon emissions for the United States uh, based on the spend that was underneath us at the time. And um, one thing that I started to do is I just did a lot of um, research and understood, one, you can do a lot of these calculations with the data you have. Like if you're just over a small scope, for example, you could probably understand the emissions um, that you're emitting today. And what I would encourage you is, is, again, making sure that you're tying a story back to, hey, if we reduce emissions here, it's good for our company X, Y, and Z, not only for the shareholder, but also for the stake, I'll call, I'll call the stakeholder of the business, um, which is often where you see your environmental impact. Um, so I would just um, do your research. Like if you're passionate about this, do your research. You probably have um, some data. For, for kind of if we were to rise up and maybe talk to the C-level, there are a ton of organizations out there um, that can help you get your arms around what your emissions are. Um, there, you know, uh, there's a couple um, that I can think of, but I, that's where I would start is maybe bring in an outside consultant that can help you. Um, you'll have some of it, but they'll be able to maybe summarize it a little bit faster than, than you might um, or be capable of. And that's great career advice for young professionals that are just getting started to who want a lot of younger professionals are bringing this interest, right? It's being peaked among younger generations, more sustainable buying habits and things like that. So giving that tie in with the story, it's almost like what we've told, you know, every supply chain professional for years, if you want to advance, right, let's tie it to an outcome. Let's find the root cause. Let's tie it to a positive outcome and tell the story. And that's how we're going to make a change and get others on board with what we're trying to do. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and most of our providers in the freight space, um, you think of, you know, people like Four Kites, Project 44, Blue Jay, um, any other TMS out there, most of them will have the beginnings of this measurement, at least. Some of them have ways to measure this already. So um, you likely work with a partner in this space that could give you a little bit of direction as well. But one question I don't want to leave off because I ask everybody who comes on the show is making it personal. So, Ashley, why does sustainability and sustainable freight or reducing emissions, all of the above, why does that matter to you personally? Yeah, well, like I said, I had this epiphany uh, after my daughter was born. I have a, um, a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and I don't want to leave them with a world um, that has a dying ecosystem. Um I want them to be able um, to enjoy um, the world and take care of it. And I also want to teach them uh, that there, it's a priority to kind of be respectful of our environment. And the more corporations, um, corporations are our biggest impact on the environment. And the more we take responsibility for that, I think it paves the way to show um, future generations that we can't, we can't um, take advantage of, of our environment or the materials and or people, right? Um, it's just maybe a way of thinking. So um, I do it for my children <laughs> would be my answer. Admirable. And I'm in the exact same boat with my three kids. So 
thank you for this. This was enlightening. Um, I hope our listeners can follow you on LinkedIn or Twitter. Do you have somewhere where they can connect if they have questions or want to learn more or buy a bed? Yeah, y'all, please. Yep. Friends and family is going on now. Um, (laughs) Follow me on LinkedIn. I will um, always for sure talk to you about a smart bed and a great night's sleep. Um, or anytime you want to connect on supply chain, I'd be happy to talk. So, Absolutely. Well, congrats on all your success so far. This was a really fun conversation. We'd love to have you back on once you guys have some announced targets or metrics. You know, We'll stay in touch and, and get you back on the show soon. Yeah, I love that, Tyler. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.